Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's about to start his 25th series of this podcast. It's Richard Herring. Fuck me. Hello. Wow. Yeah, it's the first episode of series 25, which is going to be slightly confusing for the audience here today. you I tell you, you're much better than the audience will have in three weeks' time. That's all I can, that's all I can say to you. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. But I was talking to Nicholas Witchell uh, the other day, the royal correspondent. He's very good at his job. Uh, he told me that he imagined that in the privacy of their own homes, the royal family call it Rehalistabas. I that's going to... Um, I was hoping uh, that Nick, Nicholas Witchell uh, would be buried in the coffin with the Queen... Like in ancient Egyptian style. And if he, if he loves the royal family as much as he claims to. Should, I really absolutely hate Nicholas Witchell. I don't know that's... I don't know that's I've never met a man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, 
Yeah, this is, uh, this is actually, we're recording this on the, the Monday before it goes out, so it's out in two days, so I can be ultra topical. Uh, uh, the Queen has just died. I don't know if you saw the Queen just died last week. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, she was a great woman. Um, and uh, everyone's been retweeting that picture of uh, the Queen holding uh, the hand of Paddington <laughs> and heading to heaven. And, I'm, you know, most people seem to be taking it as, as Paddington leaving the, leading the Queen to the afterlife, which is still strange. Well, I'm wondering if it's the Queen just taking Paddington with her, just going, if I can't have him, none of you fuckers can have him either. He's coming with me. Um, and uh, I, I wasted everything in three weeks' time for this, didn't I? Now, now I look at it. Uh, and it's good to see people, uh, prote- uh, Republicans and anti-monarchists, uh, protesting against the coffin of a 96-year-old dead woman. You've got to choose your moment, haven't you? I mean, I'm all... I don't think you should arrest people for, for, for protesting, but also, you know, don't go all Westboro fucking Baptist on the way. It's like, choose your moment, mate. It's just, just literally... It's Prince... They're, they're annoyed with Prince Andrew. I think he's. I, I think Prince Andrew may be out in the cold. That's what I'm going to say. As Prince Andrew's looking after the corgis, right? That's his new. That's a, that's genuine. That's genuinely his new job, uh, which is good because he tried to feel up his own daughter's ass uh, the other day. So I'm I'm a bit scared for the corgis, but they've had a good life, haven't they? They have had a good. They've had a good life. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're, so they're sort of saying, like, the dogs, you know, they, they, Nicholas Witchell said about the dogs, didn't he? I did mention this on the Doug Stanhope one, but he said uh, that uh, they didn't know the status of their owner, and they still, they still, basically, they still respect it, despite not knowing us. St- I reckon those corgis probably looked around at the other dogs and thought something was going on, and they go, despite, why are none of the other dogs living in a big castle? Eating the flesh of peasants. Uh, sorry, pheasants. Uh, so um, we will crack on. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, you know, I'm obviously upset that an old lady has, but has died. But hooray for long live King Charles the Third. Sounds made up, doesn't it? It doesn't sound. Well done to the prince. Are you upset? Are you upset about the queen dying, madam? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry to. I'm not. I'm not having to go at the queen. I loved. I loved the queen as much as you. Good. Well, at least we've got a balance of opinion there. So it's, uh, we've, had a, we've had a balance. She was an amazing. Right, let's crack on. My guest this week is not going to mention the Queen at all. I can guarantee you that. He's uh, probably best known for the additional Vogan voices in the disappointing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Or as I call it, Hug to G. Will you please welcome the incredible Rishi Smith, ladies and gentlemen? Here he is. Rishi Smith. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired out. <laughs> Last I'm on normally this, in bed. You're normally in bed, but yeah. well, so am I. My, my, at 10 o'clock, my watch will make a little sound, <laughs> which means it's bedtime. Yeah. Um, sta- I've got one of them tells you to stand up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Tyranny, too. it's happening you all the time. You're not fucking moving. <laughs> 
Ten, it's ten years, pretty much, to the day, almost... Ten years. ...since you were last here with Steve. Nothing's happened. <laughs> got nothing to nothing talk about. Has, nothing has happened. Nothing. You announced a little show that was going to come out called Inside Number Nine. <laughs> but then it never... never, It never happened. It never came out. I am <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> I am. You all just think, oh, when's the next one coming? Just think about when you watch one. You think, yeah, it's great, blah, blah, blah. Or it's shit, whatever you mostly say. <laughs> it goes away, and then I am still thinking about it from the time you stop thinking about it and cast your eyes over it and say, oh, shit, shit, shit. It's losing it now. Oh, that's quite a good one. Oh, I've done that one before. Not as good as Christine. <laughs> Sheridan Smith one. <laughs> I wasn't even fucking in the Sheridan Smith one. <laughs> It's the best one, apparently. I've read a tweet the other day, it'd be really good if them two weren't in it. <laughs> Believe me, I get a lot of comments about me not being in this show. This, <laughs> this show would be a lot better if Richard Herring wasn't in it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it would be weird. It would be... At least let us be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else will have us. Anyway, yes. We may talk about that more. I have ranked all of the 43 episodes. <laughs> oh, from, from worst to best, I'm going to start at the worst. Ranking, yes. <laughs> it's, it's nice my... that people rank them. Oh, shut up. <laughs> have you just come out to make my hypertension work? <laughs> well, let's, I, uh, let's I've got a watch. medical tomorrow for the next series of Under Nine. Have I'm going to be... If we don't carry on at this rate, I will not pass it. <laughs> Very high blood pressure. It was high last time. It was because the doctor, he was like, oh, your blood pressure's very high. It's because I, he was new, and I thought, is it going to be a proper... Me-? Normally, the TV medicals, you, you just... Uh, in your ears, check your heart, and you're all right, and off you go. This was like proper... Undress, please. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, behind the... And I thought, oh, my God, it's a proper one. So my blood pressure went through the roof, thinking, is it going to be... What's he going to find? And he was like, your blood pressure's very high. I'm going to go out the room... Just relax. I'm going to go out the room. I won't tell you when I'm going to come back. As if that's going to fucking... <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it's like doing the Mike Lee where he leaves the room and then you've got to do an improv and he creeps back in and watches you from the corner. Anyway, sorry. I'm babbling. It's good. It's all, it is, you know, and then that, that could be a new number nine. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be a number Yes. Oh, good. why don't you do a number nine bus? <laughs> All right, cunt, what happened? <laughs> Anybody could put a nine on a fucking building. That's not the thing of it. Why don't you do one inside just a giant number nine, like a number nine with a door on it, and then you're just inside? Yeah. And occasionally just look out and go, you all right? <laughs> We're in the inside of number nine. <laughs> That's the last one that we ever do. <laughs> so, look, let's talk about... Let's get this out of the way, because this is why you're here. Right, oh, yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah, talk yeah. about... I mean, it's really good. Uh, a, a, a new British film that I have seen called See How They Run, which yeah. uh, you play the character of John Wolfe, who is a real person... He was a real person, yeah. I think we're not making much of the... It's not, nothing that he did really 
has any consequence in the film. But there is a little element of it because he was a real life producer. He produced the African Queen yeah. and Oliver! Exclamation mark, Oliver. And uh, he is, I think he genuinely tried to get the rights of the mousetrap and it never closed ever. And it was the stipulation of once it's cl been closed for six months, then you can make the film version. Right. And it was on for 75 years, it's still on now. <laughs> so he never gets to do it. And that's my sort of trajectory as to why he might be a suspect in this very classic murder mystery. It's like Clue or, you know, or um, what are the other ones? I don't really know. <laughs> Well, like the whole the mousetrap, in fact. Yeah, it's like the, well, it's, it's, you know, the idea of a murder happening on the stage of the mousetrap or the backstage at the mousetrap. Yes. So it's, it's a neat idea. One that is nodded to, which has been explored before by Tom Stoppard, but there's nods to Tom Stoppard there in are, the film. There are, aren't Yes, that was with uh, his character, um, Sam Rockwell's character is Stoppard. Well, no, she, that's Saoirse Ronan's character, isn't it? I don't know the name. I didn't really... <laughs> if he didn't... I think you were right the first time. If I was not... Directly involved with them, I don't know that I'd never bothered to learn the names. <laughs> and I had a couple of scenes, but I just learned the character names, and then these people apparently were very famous. <laughs> no, they were lovely, actually. I was very nervous. I was like, I'd won a competition. I couldn't believe I was asked to just be in this film. Offered, not audition. Right, it's good. Just asked, want to do that? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> so I did it, and it was uh, February 2021, so it was lockdown two. And uh, just asked to go and do this film. It was it was nice. It was like wow, felt like a ray of hope because we hadn't really done. I'd done Ben Wheatley's film the year before in proper COVID, lockdown one. That was the main one, wasn't it? And uh, that was scary because that felt like properly like what we're doing going out. But that was exciting. But yeah, this was a great. It, it, I think it's apparently it's number one at the box office this great. week. It's done very well. well. So I'm delighted for it. It's good. It's it's a fun film. It's very snappy and. Like you say, it almost feels like it could be longer, doesn't it? I you, think it you could be longer. through it. I think it's, you know, I, I was surprised when it was over, I have to say, and I was enjoying it, and that's, you know, I thought... I mean, that never I, happens, does I it? I would that? like a couple... No, it does. I usually watch films go, when can I go home? When is it going to When can I go and have a week? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did need a wee, but I still... Uh, unlike when I went to see Death of Stalin, I went for a wee during Death of Stalin, and Armando Unici saw me going for a wee, <laughs> and then brought it up on the podcast. Like, as if, like, I could... I thought I needed a wee. You no. gave me f some free beer before the show. <laughs> thought I needed a wee. I was sitting next to Right Said Fred. I was confused. <laughs> it was like Stalin on one side, Right Said Fred on the other. Oh, God. Um, but, no, it is, it's, a, it's very enjoyable. It's very, I, I love... The, well, all the performances are great. I love the, the, the actress whose surname is Ronan. Yes, Her name yeah. is Sia Sha. Sia She's fantastic. I, as I was filming that, my Bake Off went out, which I won. Wow. <laughs> spoilers. And so she watched the spoilers, yeah. I mean, it was going to go about <laughs> Oh, I know what happens on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, someone's told me that he loses the... <laughs> Apparently, he loses the technical, but he gets the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I did get the handshake. That was quite something. I was shocked. Wow. It was actually exhausting doing that. You've done this type of thing, haven't you? With... I, haven't, I haven't done that one. I've done Taskmaster. Yes. Did you win it? I did. I, went, I won the Champion of Champions. Spoilers. I found it exhausting because it was, that was over two days, and it's just you're on all the time. I'm not used to uh, being me. And this is really a painful thing to... <laughs> this isn't me. I am miserable, cunt. <laughs> but um, 
the version of that you've got to constantly spin the plate but you're just trying to be funny all the time or do something because you just feel compelled to because there's five every guest has got five cameras on them yeah imagine that anything you do is when you finally go oh I can't be fucking can't keep it up any longer <laughs> that's the bit they'll use when you just slumped <laughs> They did. I sat down in the end. I was like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. And that was like a bit they used. I was like, this is what you're after. You're trying to grind me down. And then to see the reality of the, the miserable husk underneath. But I won it, so who cares? Yeah. And uh, Shisha saw you win it. She and she won it, it and she was, uh, texted me on that night. Yes, okay. I remember it very well, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, it's an amazing cast. And that's what it, it feels like. I felt there could have been more of, of your character in there. Yeah, I think so, yes. I mean, I feel well, there was a lot, actually, that I had a bigger... I can see why it's been cut, because it, it sort of streamlines the film, but I had a sort of whole other plot that was being completely removed that, would, that didn't really, wasn't really necessary, actually. Right. For the, I think I get as much of screen time as all the other possible suspects. Yes. And I think maybe I had more than that initially. So uh, yeah. I don't mind. It's, it's brilliant to be part of a, a thing it, like that. It's, well, it's such a strong cast, and it is, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really fun British film, and that, you can't say that that often, can you? Oh. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be a success. It might be, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's funny, isn't it? I don't think I went to see... I was saying um, to Sally, I went to see Nope. There's only four people in it. I thought, this is ridiculous, the cinema. Yeah. And it's not come back cinema in the way that everyone thought theatre wouldn't come back, but look at you, you're all out, don't care less, no masks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's not gone away, you know. <laughs> Cinema hasn't come back. No. It's, it's uh, scary to me. But, uh, you know, I don't mingle with people, so it's all right for me. <laughs> I'm all right. And what was interesting, at the, uh, the screening I went to see, that most of the actors showed up, so that, that must be a sign that it's... That you're quite pleased with it, right? You can yeah, make I an excuse so. not to go along. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's nice when it's a funny thing that was it feels a long time ago now. All the British ones turned up, didn't they? I mean, yeah. I don't think Sam Rockwell turned up, but you know, he, he'll probably do the this in America in a week's time. I think oh, he might probably go to that. Right. He was lovely. I got on very well with him and Adrian Brody. The big hitters, where you think they'll be scary and maybe aloof or anything. Absolute opposite. I suppose they've got nothing to prove, have they? Yeah, they are who they are. Yeah, and, but uh, it's interesting that, you know, you're an award-winning actor and you... And who knows me? None of these know me. <laughs> this is just the second half. They had Sally and then now... <laughs> who is it? So is it Malcolm McDowell in Time After Time? <laughs> I'm going back to 1886 after this. Got my time machine. Well, uh, you know... From... I've just chased the, the, the ripper into the modern, <laughs> modern times. <laughs> Found a bag of knives in the back. Do you feel... But you, you know, you, you've always had this... A slight complex about about success and about whether you're recognised enough <laughs> and wh about whether people look down on sketch show actors. Yes. But you, you know, you absolutely hold your own in that film, more than hold your own. Well, you're very kind. I do think that. I mean, I think I'm a bit like you, where I attribute any idea to, I, I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're similar in that, that way. <laughs> I see anything that has a... a there's, I think there's an episode. I've not watched it, so please no one mention it. You just did, but you didn't. I stopped you in your tracks. <laughs> Only Murders in the Building, which I'm excited to see, but I read somewhere, oh, they do a whole silence episode. And I thought, oh, we fucking thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> we invented silent comedy. <laughs> yeah, copied off us. 
But when you've done 50, 43 pilots, as I like to call them, <laughs> a lifetime of ideas burnt away and left leaving us with nothing else. I saw another tweet the other day. I think they should do something else now. <laughs> <laughs> Every week is fucking something else. What do you think is happening? <laughs> do something else. <laughs> I am genuinely furious about it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get these people. Do you ever respond to these people? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always do. I, I always. can't help it. Because then you're, but then you're, you're not allowed to. Because of course you have the power, and you're sending your trolls and your your minions. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I'm the person in the world. I have every right. <laughs> anyway, and then I have them for three thousand pound quietly killed. <laughs> and no one ever knows it was me, because I never knew them, and I don't do. I do it via someone else. So I have no connection to them. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was the given. This bit can be cut out. Well, cut that bit out. That's fine. None of these people will say. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Inside Number Nine. I mean, there, we could talk a lot about Inside Number Nine, uh, but I've picked out uh, a few of my. Fa- if I was ranking them, I'd, I'd, these are some of the some of the more. Well, I was interested to see that you... Uh, that I wanted to talk about the, uh, the Mr. King episode, but I, I was interested oh, to yes. see that you own a piece of the Wicker Man, the original I Wicker do. Man. I do. I, in uh, League of Gentlemen days, we toured, and we used to get quite strange items sent and to the theatres that we would arrive at. One time, I got a piece of... Well, first of all, there was three dots. It was all a bit witchy-poo. It was like... Someone was trying to put a curse on us, but we had three dolls of, our se- of ourselves made, me, Mark, and Steve. I think I was the, the salmon of knowledge. If you know your Wicker Man, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then a piece of the Wicker Man. It's, it's just a tiny box with a bit of wood in it. It's probably just a fucking lolly stick. <laughs> but I like to think... Anyway, I've got a, a conclusion to it. And it said left leg underneath. And it's a bit snapped off the final bit on the island of the, the Wicker Man's left leg. Right. And whether it is or whether it isn't, I then was invited by my friend, John Landis, film director. <laughs> friend. <laughs> so, maybe I am allowed to be in that film. It's not like I won a competition. I actually deserve a place. Anyway, so John invited me to lunch with Sir Christopher Lee. Wow. Couldn't believe it. So I went, and it was in... Um, a very posh restaurant, and John ran me up and said, I'm, I'm going to be ten minutes late, just go to Chris. I said, oh, what? I can't wander up to Chris and Lee. You're having lunch with me. <laughs> me and uh, John, I know him. <laughs> oh, right, I didn't realise. <laughs> Where are we sitting? <laughs> so anyway, I had to do that, and that was ludicrous, and then we sat with him. And he was waiting. John finally arrives. And John's very cheeky with him because Christopher Lee, in his later years, famously, it was like he never done a horror film. I've never done a terror film. <laughs> oh, you have, Chris. <laughs> you might not remember, but you were Draclia. Draclia. Um, so, um, <laughs> Frankenstein. 
But John was very good, and he was able to eke out in stories about being in these terror films, as he yeah. claimed. In, in the later years, he was like, I've only ever sang opera. That's what he seemed to be. <laughs> anyway, so I show... I don't know why I, it was pathetically um, sort of nerdy, but I took the piece of The Wicker Man. I finally got it out of dead. I thought, this is my moment. And I got it out of my pocket. And I said, Sir, Sir Lee... <laughs> This is a, apparently, I, I told him the story of it, and he, he said, let me see. He took it. Do you have a pen? And I got a pen, and he wrote on, and wrote on the back of it, Dear Reese, this is genuine. <laughs> Christopher Lee. And so, to me, that's now, it didn't matter whether it's genuine or not, because yeah. it's a, it's like, Lord uh, Summer Isle himself signed it. So yeah, it does count. It's like, well, if you, if you found one of these signed, it would be impressive, but there's a lot of Jesus' foreskins knocking around in the <laughs> medieval times. If you think, again, this was mine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, I know, well, it was it, a, it, an amazing memory to have. Um, it, it, that, I mean, the, these, are, these are the more recent shows, but uh, Mr. King is, would, really sticks in the mind. I mean, partly we get to see your lovely bottom. Yeah, I know. Again, I mean, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know what... I mean, I return... You know, we write these things in a room in Muswell Hill, I and mean, I don't think about them for ten months, and when it comes to filming them, and I, I've got to learn it, I go back to these scripts and go, fucking wrote this! I've, I have my ass out again. <laughs> it's old now. It need not be seen. And Steve's taking pictures at the front. At uh, the front, yeah. So is, were, you, were you covered from Steve? Yes, I had one of them horrible... Yeah, the pouch, yeah, and pulled right up the... Yeah. <laughs> And then at the end of the shoot, he had to take Polaroid after Polaroid <laughs> of the close-up um, package. And uh, at the end, very, very graciously, he, he handed me them quite solemnly in an envelope and said, um, these are all of the photographs. I thought, yeah, I fucking hope they are. <laughs> Keeping one back. <laughs> anyway, yes, so... <laughs> I'm not, I've still got them. That's a, so, an eBay type... Eat them out one by one. It would be nice. It's surprising that it took you so long to do a... A Wicker Man. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's spoiler alert, but yes, it's a whole riff on the Wicker Man. You know, we knew that people... We imagined immediately that the reveal happens. Tweets, Wicker Man, anyone? Of course it fucking is. Wicker Man, anyone? We hate the people that like it. <laughs> For your own sakes, don't like it. If I had my way, I would make them and put them in the safe and never show them to anybody. <laughs> Just be satisfied that they exist and I did it and that's that. But yes. Yeah, so. it's, it's pretty... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty horrific image, the end of that episode, the, uh, everything that's going on. It's yes. Because you've been lots... Of, there's kids being horrible, which is great. There's yeah, there's children being masks. They're gluing my lips together with super glue. Nice. There was an earlier draft when they did the eyelids as well, Ooh. which uh, Adam Tandy, our producer, we we I think it's enough with the lips. Yeah. <laughs> the old they could have done the. Uh, you, I was going to call it the Jap side, then I realised I'm not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that anymore. The herring's eye. I tried to rename right. it in my, in my book, Talking. Cop. You did. Uh, but it hasn't caught on. <laughs> Be quite low. Would you like that? The Reese, the Reese's eye? The, sh- the Shearsmith eye? Yeah. It's not just catchy. <laughs> Herring's eye sounds... Yes. There's something fishy about it, isn't it? 
It's like a, it's like, like so anyway. Yeah. That, well, that was that was a. T- t- I mean, there, there, what I love about even if there's one that you don't like. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're not as keen on. Yeah. Fair I mean, of course. I understand. I mean, yeah. it's the nature of it that you, there'd be some that are not your taste, but they're not rubbish. I don't think... No. I mean, obviously, I would say this. Like, we toil over every script like it's good. You know, don't, we don't write the dud ones. Where's the dud one for this week? <laughs> yeah, three duds and... Uh, it's hit and miss, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes. And were you writing these series over, over lockdown? So you were writing these remotely with these... The... Yes, we were. It was interesting. We'd never done that. I mean, we're always in the... Literally always in the room together writing them. And uh, yeah. lockdown happened, and we knew we had series six, I think, to write. So we wrote it remotely, yeah. The right. mi- Mr... Oh, no, it was Simon Says, the one about fandom, was okay. the one that we wrote first. Where'd you get that r- crazy remotely? idea from? I don't know. Right? <laughs> The entitlement of fans <laughs> having opinions that differ from the creator <laughs> and how the creator actually kills the fan. <laughs> yes, no, I don't know where it came from. It was it <laughs> just um, went occasionally passes through my mind. But I think it, that was about it was, it was a real thing, wasn't it? I never watched any of Game of Thrones. Apparently, that's a thing, Game of Thrones. Yeah, but uh, it was. Um, that wasn't it when they fans were very cross with the ending and wanted to petition, like foul, crowd fund a, a new ending. <laughs> As if you, are you, what world are you in? Of course that's not going to happen, you silly cunts. <laughs> Mentally ill. <laughs> you proper help needed. <laughs> the main section, two doctors. <laughs> Follow me, please. Here's a pillow. Not to kill them. <laughs> Lay their head down and go to sleep. Um, and, uh, yes, and, and the, we, we alluded backstage to public information films in our little chat, yes. but the, the, I think it was the final episode, was it? The Wise the Owl? The final, yeah, Wise Owl. I mean, that was horrible. I mean, when yeah. we haven't done a funny one for about ten years... <laughs> We wrote that one. I mean, it was, it's horrific. And yeah. uh, I think it, the, the, the good thing about it is it's not, it doesn't end with, what I think, what you might expect. It, an Inside Number 9 ending would have been that my character ends up um, stuffing the dad, not in any sort of... <laughs> uh, literally yeah. taxiderming the dad. And that would have been a, a very sort of Tales of the Unexpected first route idea. But we thought it's more powerful that he grapples with his... The, the abuse, and he, he walks away the bigger man, yeah. quite literally, and grows in the end. And that was all the director's idea. She said, if we're going to have these animations, can we have Ronnie leave the house a child? And as he walks away, having confronted his dad, he literally grows into a man. And we thought that's very bold and powerful. So it was good. Yeah, but a lot of people liked it. I was a bit scared of whether people would just think, well, it's just not funny anymore. But I think we've sort of earned the right. It's eight series in now. We're about to start filming series eight. That it doesn't always. I think if it's good, no one really minds what it is. I think, and we've the, the a lot of the work is trying to inject some humour into it. Yeah. But mostly, all of it is about um, storytelling and plot and a and a narrative that hooks you in. Yeah. There's so much storytelling in it, and you don't get it a lot in telly. I mean, you really. Again, I'm saying I'm better than most other <laughs> writers, but I watch these dramas on BBC and it's like three episodes, three one hours before anything fucking happens. 
setting them up. I mean, imagine the oceans of time that you've got to go here and there. We can never go outside. Interior all the time. Imagine the luxury of writing exterior and going somewhere else for a change. Maybe we should do one on a fucking bus. <laughs> I, just, but they, I suppose both those episodes I mentioned have a very strong visual element, an artistic element. I mean, you, but you've, I mean, you've worked... It's interesting, that, because that was the same director did both of those right, two okay. that you've picked out. Yeah, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, do you, how much are you involved in that? Because I know you used to make props and be involved in making... Yes. Things. Well, I, I've always drawn a lot of... I, I, I like art. I'm not as good as I used to be, but I do a lot of doodling and drawing, and so the, I've often drawn ideas for the looks of the characters. In fact, Wise Owl... Is a bit of trivia. People probably might know it, but it appeared originally incarnation of Wise Owl was in our League of Gentlemen scrapbook. Very early on, it was a picture of, of a, an owl, a man, a naked fat man with an owl head on, just peeping through a door and saying, uh, "Wise Owl comes to visit me in the night," <laughs> and it was like Daffy Dads. <laughs> it was as funny as you lot are finding it now. <laughs> And uh, that was it. And that image has always stuck with us. So we thought that what could be more horrific than sort of like through the guy. But then we hit upon the idea of what a strange, tumultuous um, thing to have to unravel that the voice of the pu- this public information film of doing everything right is also an abuser of. Yeah, I mean that, that could, it, could, it couldn't happen in real life. That's the that, no. That's the, the fortunate. <laughs> Was there any public information films that weren't done by <laughs> celebrities who then got caught up? The, the, ones who, the, the Rolf Harris is the one, I, and I still With quote the foot, it the toes. All, all the time. Going, it's always the toe. Off, the, somehow I managed to scramble my way to the bank. <laughs> Couldn't swim. Frightened the wits out of my mum and dad. <laughs> I can still like remember it. It was like something... The toes was horrible anyway, but then it was like... Because they did a little wiggle, it was like something's... He's going to do something with the toes. <laughs> Underwater. Get him, get him. They'll get, get him. him at the end. Of the, get him. Oh, that's right. And they all get him, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's horrific, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's... That might stop me going and ever learning how to swim. <laughs> I can't swim. I went recently, this is my bag, is from Heligan. I went to Cornwall. Yeah. And uh, recently there, and... Um, it was like, you know, in the 80s when they had Masquerade where you got to find the hair? I do. It was a game of find a beach not covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. And I was in the sea. Imagine this image. Never mind my bum in that wise owl. In a... Surfing. Yeah. You bet you'd never believe that in a million years ago. <laughs> That's something that I look like a time traveller now. But I was in a wetsuit, surfing, and... It was like Jaws. Sh- sh- shit. <laughs> a rolling Todd. We call them Todds in, the, in Hull. Rolling into the, in, onto the um, beach. Um, disintegrating. With blood in it. <laughs> and I arrive in a wetsuit just with a little boogie board. <laughs> it's awful. Ruined the holiday. I went and had a cream tea. <laughs> Come on, well, we're going. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'll mention a couple of number nines and then we'll, we'll move onwards. Um, maybe not. What ones don't you like? Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a massive fan of the, of the, the nine, 12 Days of Christmas. Well, well, good, I'm glad it's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good. It's fine. I didn't like the comedia d'art one, I didn't understand it. No, well, yeah, neither did I. <laughs> I liked, I very much, I think... I, well, this is, you know, but this is interesting, this episode for both of us. Uh, the Bernie Clifton dressing room, I think, is... A, it's interesting because is it the only one that it's just the two of you? Uh, Sean it? Clifford is in at the end, but right. generally that was written because we had never done one where it was us, us two, yeah. So yeah. we thought, let's try and do a two-hander. And let, we didn't know what to do it about. We thought maybe a comedies and do a sort of um, Sunshine Boys type thing. Yeah. So uh, it's good. It's very... Again, it's... It slightly uh, surprises you because it's quite moving, mm-hmm. and and that's you know, I don't think you were expecting it of us, and so it was. We found the response to it greater than we imagined. We thought it was good, but we didn't know it was, would really yeah. um, affect a lot of people. People really saw, and a lot of people in the industry like Bernie Clifton. He he, he said I was trepidatious at first, but why my name was in the title and what you were going to do in my dressing room. But he was it was he was he was, yeah. he was um, nice. Yeah, we we got the initial idea. It was. Remember Big Brother when uh, Jim Davison was on it? Yeah. And one of the Nolans. And he devilishly was asking, he said, ask Frank, Frank Carson's dressing room, wasn't it? And he kept yeah. saying to devilishly, because he knew something had gone on, to, I don't know which Nolan, ask him about Frank Carson's dressing room. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and this thing was like, and it went on and on, this Frank Carson's dressing room. We just thought, that's a funny, such a funny <laughs> mis- mystery that he's just dropped into the conversation. We don't know what, didn't know what, I think he'd, he'd stolen some money or something, or a husband or right. something. Oh, yeah, there was something like that. Something like yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, we just thought, oh, well, let's do this thing where you're wondering what happened in Bernie Clifton's dressing yeah. room. And we did a bit of a reversal where he thought I was the horrible one. And actually, I would, I'd sort of saved his life because I knew that he couldn't get more famous because he would kill himself. So it was, an, it was a sweet one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. And, and, but also, I mean, you're not exactly in a double act, but you're sort of in a double I mean, it's not like a... It's not like yeah, that it's funny that, isn't act. it? Yeah, that we now are... I think people might think we are a double act. I yeah. mean, I, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I have nothing to do with him. That's, 
That's part of the deal with a double axe. Yeah, I guess I don't so, trust yeah. any of these double axe when people like each other. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, yeah, just like the uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. No, we get on very well. and it, it, uh, Because it's been all right and we've done it and we are... It's on and they keep recommissioning it. And, and same with League. People always used to ask us, do we, did you, do you argue? Did you used to argue? And no, because it was going all right and we were doing it. So I think had it been fractious and that would have only happened had it we'd not been successful or it wasn't working out. Sure. And I guess, you know, it's sort of... It's the right, there's the right timing for that, for that show as well because we sort of are at the point where... We had uh, Paul Chuckle on the the other day, and it's kind yeah. of, you know it's sort of that there is a real deep sadness. He's he's, he's pushing onwards, and, and and good luck to him, and he's a great guy. But you know, there's that especially with that one because obviously they're brothers as well. But you know, when one goes and the other one carries yeah. on, and that's happened, you know, there's well basically all of them. One of them's dying. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one horrific BFI we were at one time. Someone put their hand up, just toddling away, quite jolly like this, and someone said, uh, "And I went, yes, uh, girl with the glasses." Which one of you is going to die first? <laughs> <laughs> what you fucking what? <laughs> and there's an example of people not realising that you're real. <laughs> because it was such an abstract thing to them. Like, oh, that one's dying. <laughs> well, it was nice, not, not the best one. but it, and that's what it'll be like. We always have this joke at the end of uh, the news when someone has died. And then um, you'll just say... Um, Richie Smith, who died today. And now the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not thrown away your whole life. Richie Smith, who died today. <laughs> and now, Richie Chakrabarty with the weather. <laughs> and that's what it'd be like, even if I'm on the 10 o'clock, I won't be. <laughs> oh, you'll be on that. No. Do you think your obituary photo has been taken already? That's an emergency question. Yes. One that... Do you think, or is it yet to come? Well, I wonder which one it will be. It'll be yeah. with some... that will already be picked out, won't it? Yeah. yeah. It's this creepy thought. Yeah. It it's a... hard, though, because, you know, that, again, when someone's done so many different things, it's hard to... It's like when someone's completely associated with just one Choose character. Choose one thing. One yeah, thing. well, Sir Michael Horden. Me and Mark always famously talk about um, Michael Horden, who was obviously industrious career, everything. When he dies, Paddington Bear Man dies. <laughs> <laughs> Because you did the voice of the original Paddington Bear. You could be that, because you did the voice of Mr Curry. I was Mr Curry in the, yeah. Cartoon, so, you yeah. know, you could be... Would you be upset Paddington Bear Man dies. Paddington Bear Man dies. The voice of the curmudgeon Mr Curry, <laughs> who died today. I might be the Paddington Bear Man, because I'm just going around the Buckingham Palace just nicking all the Paddington Bears. So, uh, <laughs> Paddington Bear Man dies. Going through yeah, the he, south- wasn't, he wasn't a good guy. <laughs> Taking all the sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Um, uh, well, look, you've done one. You've done one, at least one exterior one, which I, I also loved, which was um, the uh, merrily merrily. Yeah, that was um, sort of. A, we I didn't write it for Mark, but uh, he, he begged us to be in it. So. <laughs> didn't get asked to be put in Sherlock, though, did we? Why wouldn't I mind fucking Moriarty? <laughs> anyway, that's just occurred to me now that. <laughs> I am joking, of course. We love them all. And it was great to have him because yeah, he did make nice. it. 
we had written this thing of, of like um, talking about this reunion and these people that were at uni together and walks walks around the lake and it was Bretton Hall where we went so it was absolutely fitting that it should be Mark and he was free and he, he wanted to do it so that was great yeah yeah no, it's, it's, well it's nice to see you guys together you did do the the tour together yeah last <clears throat> that was good yeah, yeah. that was an amazing reaction to characters that nearly 20 years on yeah was such love in the room for it was like they'd been waiting their whole lives for them to come back. It was, it was very moving, actually. Because, you know, there were extreme characters at the time, but we were... I, I thought we'd get, like, one, one or two theatres sold out. And it was arenas. It literally did O2 for two nights. I yeah. couldn't... Genuinely couldn't believe it. It well, was like... You it, know, it's it's a, never it's gone away for some people. People really like that world and those characters. And, and, and I think they invest a lot in them. Because we, we wanted to treat them as characters... And, and things and their stories, and they sort of became bigger than their sketches. Yeah. You know, they became like real people to to the fans. Well, I think it was you know it was such an extraordinary series, and I think like so many. I was talking to Sally about this in three years' time, three weeks' time. Uh, that uh, <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> that you know there were so many people. There were so many attempts to do s- sketch shows throughout the nineties, and we attempted them, and you know, and they were all. It felt like a few things. I think I think spaced and. Um, which you were also involved with, and um, and legal gentlemen sort of did bring a whole new. You, know, you you managed to be the ones to reinvent the sketch show, I think, into something. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, it didn't feel like it was um, a big revelation or anything, but it was just it was the fact that we housed them in a supposed one place. Yeah, know? and Royce and Vasey and that idea of that horrible town became bigger than the sum of its parts, really, because it was it was just sketches, but not just blackout next one you know it felt like there was and my character of benjamin took you through the world and you you sort of began to feel like um this place is imagine imagine stumbling into this place with all these weird characters but it was a sort of in embryo on the radio where royston vesey was spent which is sort of this the idea of it being a, a, a shithole northern town and um so yeah we just took that and we thought and and there was lots of questions about how we would do it we thought we'd be we couldn't imagine that we would transpose it from stage where it began onto the TV without having... I mean, there was one point where it was going to be like three of a kind and we were going to be in the tuxedos and it was, right. it was TV-based, um, studio-based, yeah. five cameras. And then we thought, actually, I think it would be better if it's real, if it feels like... Yes, it's Steve dressed up as a woman, but Pauline is inhabiting a, a restart room that feels as real and as grubby as a Mike Lee. And, and that filmic quality was what we wanted to yeah. sort of have you feel and give it the time to breathe. It wasn't always about gag, gag, gag. It felt like we wanted the, the air in it. There's a very interesting, um, on Holy Grail uh, DVD, you don't get DVDs anymore, but if you know, some of you might remember them. And uh, <laughs> the, co- the commentary on it, yeah. it's got... Um, Cleese on one, I think it's got Gilliam on another. At different, different times, they've done different commentaries. Right. And Gilliam's talking about the brilliant shots he did of the castles and everything as the, moat, uh, the, the boats arriving on these, on these big vistas. And then Cleese, on the same bit when he's doing his commentary, look at that, not a laugh in it. <laughs> and I thought, there in a nutshell is their, two, their eyes, you know, and how, yeah. what matters to them. But we wanted that sort of the, the, the time to breathe and have a, a car going across a landscape and not worry that where's the gag, where's the gag, you know. Yeah, I and mean, it's kind of. Did you have time to when you were at the O2? 
did you have time to sort of reflect on the journey that you'd taken? Was it the Canal Cafe? Yes, I remember we were literally on the O2 and uh, about to start, and we remembered our above the the um, uh, yeah the, the bridge, the Canal yeah. Cafe Theatre, twenty people and the smell of garlic breads, <laughs> and uh, Avalon coming in and not not taking us, and oh, yeah. you know that very early Edinburgh. I mean, the Edinburgh '96 when we first went was the best time. It's never got better than that because it was the, the time when it wasn't just our friends watching it and it felt like such a revelation that it was apparently, because th- these people needn't laugh, were finding it funny. And it was like, it's not just out of kindness that our friends <laughs> are coming back and back. Because we would do every Monday night for months and hone and change it. And it was sort of these, the League of Gentlemen TV series and their stories in embryo on stage. So you'd come back the next week and you'd have a little a next Pauline sketch. Yeah. And then we made the best ofs, the, bit, the bits that went down best, our first Edinburgh. And that, the reaction to that and the five stars in the Scotsman in the Pleasant's Attic, it's never got better than that. <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> I think it's hard, but it is hard to beat those. That, 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 you know, something like that where something really gels. I mean, it, the fact that you did different stuff every week yeah. is, is, is what made it special because most people would have just taken a stand-up show and, you know, probably not even rehearsed it that much at that, at that yes. stage. But to go back and, and, and really work at something, which we certainly did, didn't do with our sketch show, The Dumb Show, <laughs> which we just kind of threw together at the last minute. But uh, you were up in Edinburgh this year. I went, yes. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, it was very... Um, I was walking around looking for um, posters with League of Gentlemen meets... <laughs> what are you looking It's like looking for Tommy Trinder. <laughs> Some very old, obscure act. I thought, oh, yeah, no, we are nearly 30 years old. Why would there be League of Gentlemen on any of these posters? So it was, yeah, it was great. I went and saw Tim Key, he was great, yes. and uh, a few other theatre shows. But it was all very slick. It didn't feel like um, the Edinburgh where we went in, a, in Jeremy's Mini and had pieces of A4 and we were fly-leafing the Royal Mile with. When we did our show, we, it was 5.25 in the Pleasant's Attic, and our flyleaf wasn't for League of Gentlemen. It was for everybody else, the Legs of Kimbo play. <laughs> so it was, it was like, come and see this play about issue basing. It was Ollie Plimsoll's flyer. <laughs> so um, it, it was a bit of a meta, even within itself. It was a bit because you might go, I don't want to see an issue based children's play about <laughs> homosexuality. You know, five twenty. So, um, but the whole thing was a joke because the, the League of Gentlemen in itself was a, a sort of. Uh, trick into making you think it might be an Oxbridge type thing, and then you get this very blackly comic, not yeah. that northern people yeah. doing quite horrible. I always, it's never been better than on stage, really, because it it would be so delicious to do the sketches that were so became so horrible, and that, and hear the audience petering out in discomfort, <laughs> <laughs> and then break it with a laugh, and that was always the so, sort of best incarnation of it, I think. Yeah, well, you know... I mean, it, the TV like, was good as well. Because, you know, I think we talked about it last time, it's ten years ago, uh, but, you know, I think the film was, was absolutely fantastic and didn't get the, didn't get the credit. Oh, the thank film. you, yeah. I remember seeing a... Uh, there was a screening of it, the BFI, and um, Terry Jones came up to me at the end and he, he said he really liked it, and that, that meant a lot. Yeah, that's I great. think now it might be a bit of a cure. It's like we were trying to have all our cakes and eat it a bit, but we... We were just fully aware of what it's like to do a spin-off film, and so we sort of, within it, tried to talk about that, the nature of spin-off films, you know, where the characters themselves are saying, suggesting ideas for the film and saying, we all go on holiday to Spain. You know, we were doing all the, the classic 70s versions of the films. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it was all right. It, it maybe came slightly too late in retrospect. We would, all, I think, we'd already hit our when we're going down again. You know, we it was yeah. we were over. You never, you know, it's so hard to know, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's hard to know why one thing works. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the most question just because I didn't. I don't think we really did any ten years ago. Well, not very many. But also, I don't think this one was out then, and I want to know your answer. Uh, if you were to be put into a human centipede, um, <laughs> but you're in the middle, and the mad professor putting you together, scientist, decides you can choose who's in front of you and who's behind you. Oh, no! <laughs> and let's say it's not the other League of Gentlemen. Uh, who, who would you like to see uh, in front of you and behind you? You must have thought of it. <laughs> oh god okay uh, in front Christopher Lee <laughs> and behind John Landis <laughs> have you done have you done have you done that have you done a well, human centipede <laughs> inside number nine that's got to be it on a bus it's on a bus on upstairs the human centipede has managed to escape the laboratory <laughs> Have they got up there? Oh, they've got up the stairs. <laughs> Just very slowly. They've got a high Co- Coordinated. <laughs> right, you ready? I'm on the first step. We're going forward now. You're too fast, too fast. <laughs> what a horrible film that is, isn't it? <laughs> I, you know, I've never... I, it's, I can't watch something like that. That's too much. Oh, I've, I've seen all of them. Have you? I've never yeah. seen Saw. I've never seen... Yes, well, I've got... I mean, you know, I love horror and I'm increasingly uh, squeamish about yeah. the things you see in them. I've yeah. got much worse. Have you? But I was always pretty bad, but, yeah, I can't stand... You know, I don't know how I watch any of your stuff. Uh, yes. I can't, I can't stand... But it's when it's really graphic, which I guess your last Ben Wheatley film, which I didn't see, was, was, was pretty that graphic was by the looks of it. I saw cool. a fish hook going into something. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, well, that's, that's saw that not bit. like a clip that you normally see. You no. Sort it out. I was quite horrible in the scene with Joel Fry's foot. I, had, yeah. I did a sort of operation on his foot, chopped yeah. some toes off. I mean, it's quite. It, it, what's funny, blackly comic, is that I, I'm I'm telling him to brace himself, and I've got the axe, and I'm missing. <laughs> I'm like, After three, are you ready? And it's just like, boom, and it's just, oh, and he's like, all right, you've got to keep still. <laughs> so it was that sort of uh, vibe to it. Yeah. And then I finally chop into his toes and a few of them off. And that, that's on you, that. <laughs> like, it was his fault. Like, you moved! Anyway, yeah, it was, it was great. It was very um, horrible to watch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm more in... Yeah, I don't remember the last good horror film I watched, actually. Or film. I went to see um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I like that. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. It was good. It's sort of remarkable, really. Yeah, it's a great film. I'm looking forward to Halloween Ends. Um... With Jamie Lee. I didn't like Halloween Kills, I have to say. Evil dies tonight. Evil <laughs> dies tonight. It was stupid. <laughs> Babyish, I thought. I mean, you, you, I, I was going to ask if you feel you have to watch everything, but you kind of like to watch everything still, do you? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I really liked uh, Scream, the, yeah. the new Scream from last Scream 5, as it is now. I'm very looking forward to the next one, yeah. But uh, some, I, a lot of things pass me by, so I don't watch everything. Right. Don't go out. I genuinely don't. I'm a bit like Bob Mortimer-like in that way. Bob never goes anywhere. No. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we just stay in. I, but you he mean, watches lots of You meet of up tele- with Bob, right? You and... I meet up with Bob and uh, Matt Berry. Matt Berry, yeah. yeah. And we have, when he does come out, yeah. and we have the Gossip Club. <laughs> where we 
we talk about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and um, various... We talk about the lucky table. Who's at the lucky table? <laughs> <laughs> it's very mean, but it's, it's good fun. And then do you look in the mirror and realise it's you three? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not really lucky. Because, uh... We've never talked about you in any capacity. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's how I like it. That's how I like it. See if I can exactly, yeah. See not on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one, not in, in the forefront of anyone's mind. It's toddling a lot. <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, you're doing a show, I noticed, on IMDb called On the Trail of Stan and Ollie. Got some... Oh, that's been and gone. Okay. That was a, I did a talking head about it when it was about Lauren Hardy. Oh, okay. yeah, you know I, they're dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find them, is all I'm going to say. On the trail of. <laughs> I see, yes. I just did um, a, Stephen Moffat's new play in Chichester. Yes, good in the summer. Talking. That was fun. With, um... Thank you. Why are you clapping? Have you seen it? Do you watch it? Have you seen it? Saw it? Yes. You have to say it's good or he'll get upset. Yeah. <laughs> was it good? Why would you think anything yeah. you might say might upset me or am I a slightly um, <laughs> angry person? What have I done to betray that? <laughs> anyway, yes, so that was great fun to do that. So, yeah. Um, is, that gonna, is that going to go, go on? Wondering, yes, wondering if it yeah. will, yeah. Not heard yet, but uh, fingers okay. crossed. Because that would be great to do again. I would, I would like to do that again. Yeah. It was good fun. It was a very funny play. You were in a Lucy Preble play as well. Who's, and she's I did. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, she she's for, great. Um, succession, I played, amongst um, other things, but it's, yeah. it's a fantastic play, right? Did you play Putin, yeah? Yeah, I felt terrifying that doing that. I mean, good God, are the stories I could tell you about that. Shall I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> it's a basic idea. It's not, I don't know if you've got the idea of this. <laughs> it's very no, helpful. No, but some things, you know, with as many stories, this <laughs> yeah, might not be uh, of interest, but it is. We'll just cut them out. Yeah, of course. You're not going anywhere, are you? <laughs> um, yeah, so doing this Lucy Purple play is about the... It's very serious now to try and make you all stop laughing the poisoning of Alexander Litvinenko, and I was asked to play the president, not daring even to call it. Yeah. And uh, we had meetings with MI5 about the seriousness of doing this play, and, and you will all be uh, being bugged now, so uh, if you're going to talk to each other, make sure you use encrypted... Uh, don't use WhatsApp. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll know, and he'll, he'll know about this. And I was like, I'm just an actor, dear. What are you talking about? I'm now a red flag has gone up somewhere in Russia. I'm going to get got by. And I genuinely was frightened for the duration. There was um, strict um, sort of security around the old Vic. It was terrifying. Right. But, so we did this play, and it was, yeah, it was all very, very frightening to do that. I did genuinely just think for a few weeks afterwards, I was, felt like I was a marked man. Yeah. But it was a very happy time, a very good company, yeah. and um, very good play. The thing with Putin is he bides his time, doesn't he? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I just got over it. <laughs> well, you're right. He waits fucking years, doesn't he? There's a, quite a lot of world leaders at the moment who, like, would have been better if they'd been comedians, right? They've got the same personality as comedians, but they've become horrible fascist dictators. Yes. <laughs> they've got the same self-confidence to sell them. They don't like. They don't like any criticism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking of you. You know what I'm thinking. You're not. I don't need to say who I'm thinking of. 
I mean, it's all of them, basically. Yeah, any criticism. <laughs> or, you know, putting one against another. He's better than him, or whatever it might be. Well, how is it with you getting nominated for BAFTAs and Steve not getting nominated for BAFTAs for acting, which feels... Well, like a weird choice to make. It should be together, shouldn't it? Can't they? they should have been to together. I didn't win it. Steve won it. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were both. I mean, obviously, he didn't give a fuck. He was pleased he got nominated and won it. But I didn't get nominated. I, I mean, I thought you could, uh, but maybe I think it's only if you're Ant and Deck you can have <laughs> the double. So we never had the double. They had to pick one, and I think it was for Bernie Clifton's dressing room, and it was the right. He had the comedic part. Yeah. I had the, actually the harder part and the bigger journey. <laughs> and genuinely was better in it. <laughs> uh, but some people on a panel that day decided, naming no names, Omid Jalili on the panel. <laughs> he was in Edinburgh in a queue. I nearly tapped him on the shoulder. Hey! <laughs> now then, I know you're going to go and see Tiger Lilies in a minute. You remember when you went on that BAFTA panel? <laughs> Why did you pick Steve? I'd love to know. I'd love to know that... Yeah. I've been on those panels. I know what it's like, but Me I don't too. see how you could have thought, that's a funny one. <laughs> and I'm not looking that side of the film. I'm just going to watch him. He's brilliant. Anyway, I'm not dwelling on it. No, it's fine. <laughs> well, you're both, you're both fantastic. As you know, you're both fantastic. Yeah, at me slightly better. Steve slightly edges it for me. <laughs> Steve slightly better. The rage. He's got such rage. It's fucking Pauline, you whole lot. It's Pauline. Pauline, 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 Pauline. He won't mind, he won't mind. He'll laugh. How did you get on uh, on Celebrity Catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> did I do it? I did do it, didn't I? Yeah, well, apparently, according to IMDb, I thought that was an odd choice for you, but um, a lot of people have done it. I, I didn't like... I would do it if I was asked. I haven't been asked. Would you do it? Yeah, I do. I, do, I love doing quiz shows. Do you? Yeah, yeah I really I, I'm often asked, and I always say no. I'm too Why did you say yes to Celebrity Catchphrase? I don't know. It's the, it's the worst one. It's definitely the worst it's one. Warwick, it's Warwick Davis. Uh, no, no, that's no. tenable. That's that's celebrity catchphrases, you say what you see, but not yes. Roy Walker anymore. Yes, I think it was, it was charity, genuinely, because it was charity. He thought charity. that's a good... They're all for yeah. charity. I know, I know. <laughs> it was hard, though. Yeah, Your mind goes like... blank, I tell you. Steve's done all of them. Right. He's literally won. He's been on everyone and won all of them. <laughs> really clever chap. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't know why we went. I think he persuaded me to go on it. I wouldn't want to go. He's, we're always asked to go on jointly on Pointless, and I never dare do it. Mm. I just think, I, it's, oh, what if do I don't it. know something really obvious? You, you reveal your batting average of how thick you are. You I'm do. thick. <laughs> I really am. Roy Walker, it's not horror films, I don't know. Roy it. Walker lives in the same village as me, and that's kind of really weird. You wouldn't think it. Still alive. I've seen him, I've seen him what? <laughs> still him, alive. Still alive. Well, he was alive when I saw I saw him on... Um, I saw him actually on the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. <laughs> it's the only time I've seen him. It's good, but it's not right, that one. Yeah. It's that so weird. Someone said, you know, Roy Walker lives in this village. He, was, he moved in after me, I think. I've only been there really? for five years. And uh, I said, no, not Roy Walker from Catch the What's he living here for? Really? Yeah. He's like Mikey Arwood there as well, is he? Like... <laughs> I don't know. 
old people's play where people go to retire. It used to be funny. <laughs> used to be in comedy. And now they're on the a husk of the, the, the ship of comedy. Yeah, must be. It's weird, isn't it? Though? It's weird. Weird, weird to... But stri- I find it very strange. Um, I find it very strange. Um, uh, Doctor, I have to talk about Doctor Who. Yes. I can't, I don't remember you being in Doctor Who. No. But you were in Doctor Who. I was in Doctor Who. I was in a Doctor Who that no one liked. Okay. Uh, Everyone th- says that. Well, did they? Yeah, a lot of people do say it. Even Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> I was in one where, and it was, Peter was my doctor, and yeah. it was, Mark wrote it, and I, I really liked it. It was called Sleep No More, and it was all POV. It was like a found footage Doctor Who. Oh, so yes. It, it looks like no other Doctor Who, and I think people could not accept this style of, of, of filming. So uh, I, I was sort of moral coward and had a good sort of Weasley part in it. But, yeah, I, I, I believe it's not light. Interestingly, it was episode... It was series nine, number nine. It was... Oh, yeah. We had linked to it all. It's very strange. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I enjoyed doing it. It was great to be in Doctor Who. You, always, yeah. you invite a lot of interest. You get all of that fandom. Yeah. Um, I'm not on the trail of, uh, you know, I, I know that then I, I apparently now should be able to turn up at conventions and put my arm around people and get £20 every time I do it. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to ask me. But, no, apparently I I'm, I'm, I'm played a character that obviously no-one remembers. I remember, because I was in an audio adventure on... Oh! Yeah, in the real, in real time. Uh, is that the name of the company, or was that the name? Yeah, yeah, some fans, some fans. I was killed by a Cyberman in audio. It's quite hard to have your head crushed by a... I had to do some acting that day and imagine <laughs> what would it be like if my head was being crushed by a spider, a Spider-Man, a Cyberman, <laughs> or a Spider-Man. Either way, I think it'd yeah. be the same sound. Well, it's funny that I recently watched that Spider-Man, yeah. that, and it's just the three doctors, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Have they just stolen the idea of the incarnations yeah, and put I them think together? Yeah. Right. yeah. But every, you know, every now and again, someone will come with it. And you're, there's a guy who had an amazing thing of cigarette cards from like the '60s or something. I would say. And then it added, like, through two or three more frames around it. So it was this massive board. Wow. And it, it had the autographs, of, and we had to sign that. Have you just, ever, did you have you signed I've, that? I, when I'm in plays and they know where I'm going to be every night to come out, yeah. I sometimes get people with a bag of... And they've got a bag of Doctor Who things, yeah. Right. And they sign that, and yeah, do yeah. sign that character name, yeah. People it's want... It's the completest thing, isn't it? It is. It, 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 they, they love... I like it, because they love something... Yeah, and you without, and they're not embarrassed about loving no, it. They no, are very it's proud good, of loving yeah. it. I'm I right like it when people like things. Yeah, me too. <laughs> One day I'll have Taskmaster, Taskmaster fans are weirdly like that. There's a lot of sort of right. Taskmaster fans who want. Do you think I'd be good on that? I think you'd be fantastic. I don't think, don't know if you'd be good, but I think you'd be fantastic. <laughs> but you have really... to be. You'd have to. You have to have a quite a thick skin, or enjoy Greg oh. Davis being very, very mean to you. And I'd love. Davis, uh, but also I've got a thick skin. <laughs> but I think you'd be—I think you would be if you could throw yourself into it. You'd be amazing. I think you should, if you yeah, get well, I don't, a chance. I don't know what, yeah, but uh, well, I mean, it's uh, a well, big—it's a commitment. Of course, is it? How, yeah, yeah. how long does it take to do oh, it? Oh, well, it's not that long. Really. <laughs> no, it's not a commitment compared to doing a film. Uh, it's like th- probably three days of oh, filming right, okay, and then yeah. five days of filming. You know, so you need I've been to asked to do Strictly before. Have you? Yeah. And uh, I would never, I would never do that. Imagine being told off by them cunts. 
Couldn't stand it. Sweating at the end of an endurance. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. No. <laughs> wow. But you can move, you're a mover. I know, I could do it, yeah. Yeah, I could do it, you could win it. I could it. do it, I could win it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not be like the comedy one, actually win it. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That'll show them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, we can't keep you too much longer. It's been lovely uh, to have you here again. And let's wait another ten years before we oh. have you back. We'll be here in ten years. Which both of us will be make dead. it in ten years. Dead. Which of us will die first? That's what we need the question. <laughs> I think it's me. Oh, um, no. it's, uh... Which one of you is going to die? <laughs> I think I tried to find her on Twitter. <laughs> You've done some talks about inside number nine, right? You've done some question and answer sessions. Have you? Have you? There's been talk of you bringing it onto stage, but you haven't... Have you, you yeah, haven't there is it? talk of that. We've, we want to do that yeah. somehow, yeah. It's su suited to it because they're all little theatrical plays, really. So yeah. what it would be, we want to make it so it's not just transposing the t three of the TVs to... You know, reason to make it live. Yeah, yeah. And clever and with a twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the fact I've got to do eight, six more <laughs> in two weeks' time and I'm already exhausted. But it's weird, you know, we saw, we're saying backstage you haven't done a ventriloquist dummy one yet, and it's, yes. which is like, it feels like such, it's such an inside number nine. And I know why, because you, as you've said, it's. Yeah, you've well, think of the, you've got to think of the thing that's not just it's the, it's yeah. the person's I'd, I'd dual still, personality. I would still love to see you do Yeah, I think there's something in it, isn't there? Yeah. We, you could be the dummy and, and Steve could be a <laughs> yeah, yeah. The main one. <laughs> the one with range. <laughs> but there's Why haven't you got him sat here anyway? <laughs> Why are you going to settle with me? We tried, he wasn't there. He was too big. He was too, <laughs> was too He's not in a num the number one film in yeah, the United Kingdom. That is why exactly. he's not. So that's yeah. why. But if it's like, like a live show for. Fucking celebrity mastermind. Off <laughs> you go. Off you go. I know, like, the Tales of Witness Madness thing is, which is a film that, like, that was, that was the, the film that I kept seeing, like, in the middle of the night. Uh, right, and that yeah. I finally got on video, and it's not very good. But, it, <laughs> but, it's, but it, that feels like a live show with linking. Yeah, Three stories that link yeah. back, and then and then there's a new one. Yeah, that would, that that would, would be, work well. The structure of that would work very well on stage. Yeah. Yeah, you could have three different incarnations. Yeah. You've got to think of the linking device. To that has to be good as well. Yeah, because the thing that lets them down is that the meat between is not very good, and you get one good one. Yeah, the game is always to put your best anthology episodes together and make the best anthology film. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's tantalising because I think there's something in a live version. I mean, the ideal, of course, is we do it for a couple of weeks and then some other poor fucker actually has to take over. <laughs> and we don't have to go and trudge into town anymore and we just get the money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that at all. Do you want me to... Yes, yeah, we brought I something show on. I brought... yes. But the thing is, I've realised I can't do it. I need to speak during it. I can't I do can it. I can hold your microphone for you. It's fine. Right. I won't speak. Well... Oh, right, like that. Don't bang your face. I know, I will. He's getting, for audio listeners, he's getting... 
probably this isn't going to be very good if you're listening on audio. <laughs> it's going to do some magic by the looks of it, so... Right, this is... Where is it? Victorian wrapping hand. Wrapping? Not like Drake. <laughs> I, I looked up Drake. I don't know fucking Drake. <laughs> the only Drake I know is Charlie Drake. So... <laughs> And I thought we'd ask the late Bill Hicks, who's funnier, Ricky Gervais or Stuart Lee? <laughs> First of all, it's twice for yes, once for no. Bill, no, um, yeah, Bill Hicks will ask. Bill, are you there? Twice for yes, once for no. Okay, he's there. That was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> if this was a uh, like Darren, it would be like two hours before that happened. <laughs> I just do it straight away. <laughs> in fact, Darren, it wouldn't happen at all. You go, well, it nearly worked, but it didn't. I'm not, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask that question. What should we ask? We ask. Uh, what should we ask? Who should we ask? Uh, who should we summon? I mean, Bill Hicks is here. You got anything to ask him? <laughs> do, you, do, you regret, do you regret doing the Backstreet Boys material that I think dates is a bit dated and seems a bit cheap compared to your more political stuff that you did that was better? Do you hear that, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? He doesn't regret it. Doesn't regret it. <laughs> There's more. This one. This is a one. You like this one? <laughs> Magic wand for you. Oh, no, you're going to do it. I'll, I'll talk into this mic as well. We can make it work. Uh, great for a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's, it's all filmed now, isn't it? I mean, you do radio things and they say, oh, and it was filmed. You go, what? Fucking, I was in my pyjamas. <laughs> anyway, so, well, first of all, this yeah. goes in here. Red goes in there like that. There's a red string going into a, bo a box. <laughs> now there's a white string going in through a similar hole on the other side. Show you that, look. It's literally what it is, isn't it? Yeah. The box with some ropes inside. <laughs> if you could get your wand. Yeah. This is a bit like doing the coverage of the, of the royal procession. There. I've, got to, I've, got to fit. I've got to really fucking hell. I want, I want you to put the wand through the tops. Okay, the wand's going through the tops of both the hoops. That is solid in there now. That's going to get... Do I need to hold? Just either side of the wand. Yeah, okay. 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 Put it into lockdown. Okay. <laughs> now, two separate ropes, ends there and there. Please remove the wand. And now push the little ends of the ropes into the box. 
I'm, oh. Don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I'm doing the things I was told. Right now, hold the red ends. And I don't, don't pull them yet. Pull it tight. <coughs> what? Oh, that is that. I wish you could see that at home. There you go. Yeah. You get everything. You get everything tonight. Oh, that's good. Is that worth bringing that in in a yeah, bag? I think so. Is that worth going to Cornwall to buy? Did you go to Cornwall to buy those? <laughs> the whole trip was about buying the bag to put those in to come to see you. It was worth it, and it's very nice. It reminds me, one of my favourite moments of uh, doing this whole thing was uh, having to arm wrestle Simon Munnery on this stage, which, again, was quite a visual thing. An unexpected treat, but I enjoyed that one. So that's, uh, you know, that's down there. Um, oh, well, there's so much more I could talk to you about. We haven't even had to do... Well, no, we did. We did the, um, the centipede, didn't we? Did we? That was a kind of emergency. I can, uh, well, I'll, if you... Uh, this is a new one, so it doesn't matter because they're all new to you. Yeah. Um, if you uh, could be like a caterpillar and go into a chrysalis and dissolve and you could come out of the chrysalis as anything you like, what would you emerge? If, if this was just your... Not a larvae stage was Reese Shearsmith, and then you can go into a pupa and come out as anything you want. What would you like to emerge? Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there must be something. You know, I think it is, I think psychiatrists should do this because that must that must mean something. Must it, that must, for that to I was just very so appealing, wasn't it, to pull yeah, the arms and tighten them? Yeah. The other thing I like was the uh, the um, Steve Austin. With his bionic arm, where you yeah. could roll back. You look through his eye. You look through his eye, and you could roll his the skin on his arm back and reveal machinery inside. I don't know what it was about rolling back that, peeling back. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, just like doing it. I was never had it. My friend, I think it was my friend Nick Jennings. So this is like, you know, like they were the f- the first friends I had at primary school, and then a couple of years later that we never saw each other ever again. But we'd go when I first moved to Cheddar. Nick Jennings had he had a Steve Austin. I don't know if he had a stretch Armstrong. He had a little ambush game where you could shoot cowboys around. It was like a moulded plastic thing. Oh wow! Oh, was, I can't remember what that was called. That was good. He got all the good toys. Yeah, that wasn't that. Was there was there something you really wanted for Christmas as a kid that you? Didn't I remember. Get? Um, it wasn't for Christmas. I remember one incident that will give you an insight into my childhood. I went, I think, to Fountains Abbey on a school trip, and I came back and I'd bought with some very, some little change money that I got given as a. You could buy your lunch with it. I didn't eat lunch, and I bought a fountain pen. It was a little pen, but it had a um, peacock f- feather on it. Okay. Quite extravagant. I thought I was a little writer, and I bought this thing <laughs> and brought it home, and I had it in, my ho- in the house. And then I remember one afternoon, my dad coming in drunk. Who is that fucking peacock pen? And he lost on the horses, and he blamed the bad luck on the peacock feather in oh, the house. No. That fucking feather! <laughs> Blaming the feather! I said, it's in my room. What's that? a fucking cutie for them nut feather in there. He brought it, t- crumpled it on, threw it on the fire. Wow. And that's why I'm like I am. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He said sorry. <laughs> uh, but yes, and then Christmases, of course, were always just a, a, uh, an endeavour to try to not have us creep down and look at the presents yeah. before the morning. 
and culminating in my dad binding with rope <laughs> the, the door to the living room to the front door with rope tied and I was down at three in the morning <laughs> unpicking it all and then yeah. he knew he, cause like he came down and I, I'd put some of the presents back in the wrong bags yeah you've been down haven't you <laughs> how did you fucking get past them knots <laughs> anyway but it was a happy childhood <laughs> We've got to stop now, Richard. <laughs> we're just, we're just getting. You know, in the old days, I used to do like an hour. We did an hour and a half the first time, and you, once you get beyond that kind of hour ten, <laughs> it really all starts pouring out. I know. He's only drinking water as well. It's fantastic. Um, all right, look, we'll we'll let you go. But look, I, everyone should go and see the fantastic. See how they run. If you haven't seen it already. Um, it's really, really good fun. I would like uh, just more. I would like. I'd like a director's cut. I'd like you to do the director's cuts, which yes. will then just be you. I will. Carries <laughs> the life of your character. I'd do a commentary on it. Yeah, I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, it'd be nice. Exposing. Um And uh, good luck with if you're doing any more of the, the Paddington show. Uh, that yes, be, that you will be doing that, that, that three of Paddington. Yeah, for. I've done good. some more of Mr. Curry. He's a still the curmudgeonly. Uh, good. <laughs> Paddington's <laughs> always round his house. Yeah. Always turning up for this or that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he'll be, you know, maybe people will see the good side of him through this series. Maybe when King Charles III dies, they'll be leaving <laughs> little <laughs> dolls of Mr. Curry. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm very excited because they are making a Mr. Curry are they figurine, a... I believe. Oh, the cartoon character. Yeah, the cartoon. doesn't have your face, though. No, no, no. <laughs> that would be strange. <laughs> That would be nice. Well, I hope you get to do uh, the, the live number nine, and we're, we're yeah. very much looking forward to a couple eight. more series, you oh, think? My. Yeah, I think we'll get to nine, and then we'll, then we'll stop. Ooh. We've got to stop at some Ooh, point. Yeah. You mustn't stop. Not, <laughs> until, not until you've done a good one. <laughs> I am a massive fan, Reese. You're an amazing, amazing writer and actor. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the amazing Reese Shearsmith. Thank you very much. We may not be back next week, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Bob Mortimer. You have been listening to Rahul with me, Rich Herring, and my guest, Reese Shearsmith. Thank you to Scant Regard, who provide the music for these titles, but nothing else. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you very much to Chris Evans, not that one, and all of the team at Sky Potato and Go Faster Stripe, who keep this going. There's thousands of them. Most of them have sprung out of Chris Evans' testicles. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Why not join ACAS Plus or go to GoFasterStripe.com slash badges and become a monthly badger. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash fallback slash tour or richtang.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>